0: Hello, RP people, and welcome back to another episode of Roleplaying as Smart People, the podcast where we pretend to know what we're talking about when it comes to all things tabletop. My name is Santa, and thanks for tuning in again. Today we have Scott W. joining us, as well as three-quarters of the Fenderski clan. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and today we have a very fun episode. Um, we are discussing our experiences with 5e and the Curse of Strahd. I know, to anyone who listened, which not too many i don't blame you um there's only one episode out and the other two kind of had to get scrapped for some technical issues but we figured (laughs) you know what let's still talk about this shit, just because uh we now can review it since we've played it and we're not just going in looking at the rules and saying hey now we know what it is our word is fine so uh (laughs)
1: I'm going to hand this over to Scott since he GM'd it. And, uh, Before you yeah. do that, though, I do have to point out that you what? screwed up again. Uh oh. He said Findersky when it's Findersky. Clearly, clearly,
2: clearly oh, the yeah. eye is long. I
1: mean you you always get you always say Findersky and now you're like also like Findersky.
2: Who, who, who's it'd that? Be, it'd be Findersky if maybe he had two ends. <laughs> yeah,
0: you're right. You're right. No, wait, no, because or if he was German. <laughs> yeah, or German, but they're technically, if you look at his name, be uh, the I and the E R have two letters in between it, so it actually would be Finn. If it was F I N and then E, it would be fi- It would be Finderski.
2: Where's the stress? Is it that, that doesn't make sense ski, because it's it Finder. <laughs> I mean, it's still Finder.
3: There you go.
1: Now, technically, to Ethan's point, we are Germanic. I mean. My, 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 uh... Don't
3: admit that. Don't admit that on air. Don't admit that. Oh, I'm totally admitting it. My... Oh, Go back to oh, the phonics. Go back to the phonics. <laughs>
1: so, Fenderski, since it is German. <laughs> Although my great-grandfather would punch you in the nose because when he came here from Germany, he never spoke German ever again until he got senile dimension. Then it was only swear words.
2: Ah, that yeah. happens.
1: So. Nice.
0: Well... My name has stayed pretty static since my forefathers, Santa, Santa, (laughs) Santa. There you go.
1: (laughs) And your forefather likes to hang out with elves, which brings us back to Ivy. True
2: statement.
1: But anyways, back on
0: topic. Scott, you want to take over?
2: All right. So let me, I'll start with... I mean, I made a lot of notes for this, but I I have questions for people too, so I can take other notes of what you're saying, and so we can just kind of have a a free flowing dialogue, if you will. I will say that, uh, this definitely taught me more than anything that system a hundred percent matters. Uh, and I don't, and, and I mean system matters. The and that's with that's going to come a lot of things. And the, with me, where system matters, I used to thought it meant like system matters for like the genre you want to run or, or the, the game you're going to run. But it really doesn't. For me, system matters because if the system and the GM aren't a cohesive unit, it's, it's just going to not be a good time. It's going to be real bad. And I will say up front that I don't think the game, we had, we had fun, like every group has fun but I don't think the game was as solid as any of us thought it would be or wanted it to be. Um, so for the folks listening, if you listen to the, for the, fo- the two of you who listen to it, it is what it is. Um, there are a lot of issues with 5e and I really thought that, you know, like a lot of things we could overcome that. And it turns out that I couldn't overcome my uh, my unconscious and conscious biases. No, I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> yeah. But for real, uh, I can't stand that system. And I really found out. And I even I, I tried. Like a lot of effort and work went into it. The maps were all done up. We got the tokens. There's a lot of forethought that went into it. I actually studied the the adventures and so I wanted to do it as as much as possible. And um, but ultimately, there's this crushing oppression of the game system that i felt handcuffed me so that's where i'll go with that so what i want to do is is uh i want to work this uh a little in, in a weird way so audra you've played two games total that i'm aware of and you may have played more than that but i know two that you played you played in the task force raven at the unfortunate con that's what we'll call it from now on <laughs> and and then you played uh the curse of stride 5e and also the, we'll put a caveat and we're rich is corrected technically we played 5e by we played 5e rules but we didn't play 5e by all the the gitchy gotchas and the superpowers that you normally would find so that's a fair statement i think you'll bring that up and we'll talk about that so audra um Looking at it from a brand new player, what did you think of the, the game that you played? And be, you guys be as brutal as you want because we're going to make this into a collective stomp fest. <laughs> <laughs>
4: uh, okay, so first off, I am really not into fantasy, so like playing elves and druids and things like that doesn't appeal to me. Um, as I was talking with Rich, I, I really liked Task Force Raven because it was just regular people fighting astronomical troubles and even mythical troubles. Um, but they were using their grit, you know, and whatever they had on them. And I, I kind of like that underdog triumph thing, use your brain stuff. Um, and then as far as the Curse of Strahd game... I did not like random characters, so that uh, most of the the characteristics and tools and all those things were chosen for me. I didn't like that. I like to have more say in who I am and my, you know, what I am and what I'm doing. Um, I it was confusing and hard to manipulate four characters a piece all around the place and try to remember who has what tool and who has (laughs) what (laughs) ability or what personality or you know what do you have on them that was confusing and difficult and and then when we were about ready to really narrow it down to one character I kind of liked the character I ended up with this little street urchin that wasn't really good for anything, but kind of spry and managed to stay alive. Um, but then as we were going to go into that, the actual game, that character would have had to have changed personality or who he was basically. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, I
1: C- couple things say? that well, a couple of things that I'll point out real quickly. Also, though, is Audra's not interested in plain fantasy, but she does like fantasy. Like she likes Lord of the Rings. Right? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so yeah. it's not that she doesn't like fantasy is the problem. Plain fantasy was your issue, right? Yeah. The other thing that I will mention, and this is just to be fair to Five E, the random character generation is one method. There are other mm-hmm. methods in Five E, such as the matrix or um, the array. 46, take the highest 3 yeah. and then you can assign those wherever you want yep. rather than just straight down the line. Yeah. We yeah. did one method.
2: Yeah, cuz normally Audra in 5 e you, you would get that experience of you can make your your medieval superhero kind of the the vision that you have. So yeah, that's that yeah, that's totally yeah. fair. Um I think but, the
4: other thing that I didn't really like about it is 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 that the, the the task was almost pointless. I mean, we went into it, you got to save the town from this evil in this house. But it was more like that that old Atari game where it, with the castle and you had to go find the key and Yeah, save adventure, the town yeah. and it was like, okay, well let's see what's behind this door and what's yes. behind door number 2 and and to me that wasn't as fun or exciting as okay, Go find your contact and yeah. kill the bad guys and destroy the demons, and you know, I don't yeah. know. You, yeah. you, no, have, you change I'm, the plan and go f- figure something else out. So,
2: yeah. No, 100%. So, I will tell you that adventure is actually called the Death House. It is part of the Curse of Strahd. And I actually used a modified version that I had to modify further to make it even more of a haunted house. Because the original adventure, I shit you not, starts off with the the party walking down these dark, creepy fucking streets. Sorry, swearing. Sorry, these creepy streets. <laughs> oh, no, swearing. Two kids that you met in the house are on the outside and tell you there's a monster in the basement. Will you please help them? I shit you not, that is the entire premise of how the adventure starts. <laughs> right? And it's like, that's the dumbest shit I've ever read in my life.
4: Yeah. It seemed childish to me. Like, this yes. would be a great game for young people. And to me, I was like, oh, I'm over that.
2: Yes. Yeah, 100% agree. Um, I did not like the adventure either. But it is, it, it really is. It, Yeah, it's their starting point. Uh, I was just like, this is not a good starting point. They should be ashamed they even wrote this thing. Um,
5: <laughs> I brought that up.
2: So I have a question for you now. Um, what is your, your thoughts on, so game system wise, you, you did play D and D you rolled D twenties and you got the bonuses and you fought the monsters and you got one action and you got maybe a move and you hit, hit, defend, hit, defend, hit, defend until someone's hit points are gone. Right. That's the D and D side. Um, and then the the Task Force Raven is based in Savage Worlds, and so you, you know that's a little bit a little bit different of, a, of an explanation of things. There's a, there's a, th- a few things that go on in that. Uh, but what do you think of the two game systems in you know comparing how how Five E ran compared to how Savage Worlds runs?
4: Um, well, granted my minuscule amount of experience, but um, I. I liked the Task Force Raven, the Savage Worlds one so much better. I think because as a player, I could totally throw a wrench in the system and do something totally different than what the GM had planned <laughs> and say, Okay, well I'm gonna do this instead and you know, and then then the GM having to run with it and oh that was a really cool idea, I'll give you a Benny for that or whatever. <laughs> and so I, I like the freedom in it.
2: I have, no, I have no arguments there at all. <laughs> it's uh, it's definitely, um, yeah, and I think Richard mentioned that, you know, uh, I, again, I think I was pretty sad Panda running 5e because of what you just said. I don't, there's no good, there's no good way to reward good play other than, you know, ha, 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 ha that was a good one. Uh, now <laughs> you're, oh, you're D20. You know, it's like even with inspiration, it's like you can only have it by the rules one point and that's all you can ever have no matter how awesome you're doing so and on top of that it only modifies a die roll it lets you roll two two dice and keep the highest of the two so it's not it even, even be fun rolling as, with the damage yeah and it's not even as fun as Benny's, where you can do so much more with the bennies like you said Audrey where you can change the flow of the story you can redo your damage you and you know but if you live up to your character then you're rewarded for that
5: um, now
1: again to be yeah. fair to 5e though we didn't have characters that could take free actions or not free actions what do you call them the uh, bonus bonus actions and things like that yeah, so yeah so it, once you start with uh, I don't know if that starts with first level or if, if it's like it does for some know.
2: characters I just don't yeah. know if it makes a difference in because it's still uh, a d20 with no Bennies or no you're right
1: I mean I, I agree but it, it is more than just a one action and move defend one action and move defend I mean there oh. there are some there are some other options available at that point
0: may i cut in there
2: yeah so
1: i was looking at i was looking at some of the classes and
0: yes some classes do get more free actions but like let's take the monk for example you get a free action where you can punch with your hand um (laughs) um,
5: and like the,
0: the sorcerers the sorcerer it's like you don't get a free action but you can modify the skill ever so like the spell ever so slightly to like increase damage or increase range. Um, fighters have the cool mechanic of, and uh, you know, druids can turn into wild creatures as an action, but most things it's like until you get your second action at level five, I think it's level five. You don't really have too much. You either cast a spell or I attack or I turn into monster. That's there's now some people may be hearing this with like, well you could also do this and that and that. It's like, yeah, but cool for that one class.
4: I think um, I just like the the freedom of Savage Worlds in the fact that, that okay, I have this to work with, so what can I do with it? Or can I acquire something else and I have the freedom to do that or totally change it up and do this instead? And I just I love the freedom of that. Instead of having to wait until you raise a level to be able to do such and such, you know?
2: Yeah. And even in, with the, with the Savage Worlds game, you even had a pregen, which is pretty impressive that you still feel that way, even with a character that was pre-created and handed out to you, where you still looked at it and was like, Oh, I can work with this and make, you know, make cool things happen. Yeah. And to be fair, Savage Worlds does have some limitations, sort of like, like levels in air quotes where there would be powers or abilities that you would have to wait at certain points, but I mean, I, you know, I think your point still stands. You're much more capable, I think, as a novice in Savage Worlds uh, of doing what you can do. I always tell people, you know, imagine your wizard that can throw a dagger, cast a spell, and then whoop someone's ass with their staff all in one round because it's possible. And it's just not possible in D&D to do those things. Yeah. Um, I think, Audra, I want to take a pause on you. Ethan. So I, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's, I want to save, save your dad and Santa till last because they play with me a lot. Uh, so for you, Ethan, this was your first time with 5th Edition or did you
3: have experience with 5th Edition? Oh, I've never played um, D&D, okay. actually. All right, all right. And your dad would say you never have. You still haven't yet, but that's fine.
5: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I um, would say that he's played it. He just hasn't played it to its fullest yet.
2: Yeah. And, and I uh, agree, I agree. Yeah, and you never will with me, so... <laughs> Oh, so yeah, kind of the same question. You, you mostly play what Savage Worlds and then some Free League stuff?
3: Um, mostly Savage Worlds, um okay. in my experience. Yeah. Although Coriolis is Free League, so. Okay. Can- then yes, I, I suppose that's what where- <laughs> I I mean to me honestly, I guess system doesn't really matter that much like um like one action, one attack per round that's like pretty much that sounds like savage worlds to me like um but i um, i guess it's just because like what audra was saying with like having four characters you're kind of in charge of or like it kind of like sucked the actual role playing out of it almost um where it was like a cool dungeon crawl you know like all the mechanics and stuff were cool and like i feel like everyone was like playing well yeah um and it was like but it also, like, it didn't seem as fun because, like, the role-playing wasn't there where you're, like, you're doing this because you're this character, um, you know? Um, so, I guess that was my only issue, really. Okay.
2: I'm tracking. Um, yeah, the funnel is the funnel's weird because it, it obviously comes from DC's Dungeon Crawl Classics. It works. I personally think it works better at a physical table. Um, I know mm-hmm. there. I've watched a lot of videos. I think it's better because you have one yeah. piece of paper and it's divided into a into a quad slide with these dip with these peasants, and so your ready access to information is so much faster than roll twenty will ever allow that to be. True. Um, so there's that. Um, and then I will say where you both have talked about the funnel now, um, and the number of characters, yeah, definitely is a little weird, especially if it, you're not used to. it. I think it flows better with DCC and uh, at a table, but. I also noticed, and you both had keyed in on it, uh, using maps with a funnel is just a nightmare. It is so much better to go old school and I should never put the map down, or at least I should have just shown you the house and then done what we normally do when we play and described the house and how you're going through it. And Because having the map and then having a pre-designed adventure forced me to really focus on those things uh, instead of how we normally play, where it's just a little big conversation and then just get to creep people out. Um, I don't know where I was going with that, but I, hopefully that makes sense to to everyone. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. Um, anything else?
3: Um, I don't think so. I mean, I feel like... um, I feel like once we actually, like, narrowed our characters down now and, like, the next game would actually, like, kind of fulfill what i like in rpgs um you know i'm saying you know what i'm saying because it is just yeah. like character creation that's the thing yes um, but yeah that's yeah. that's pretty much all i really had an issue with beyond that i thought like it was a i don't know i thought everyone played well oh 100 um, 100 yeah
2: you guys did a great job i will say that if anyone who knows the adventure they were uh, definitely beating their heads against the wall. You guys, you really guys really did because you made a beeline through the, through the house and like you missed a
3: spell Yeah, that's book, the other thing I forgot to spells,
2: mention. Um, crossbows, the, the room with the wolves. I mean, you guys could have overwhelmed with your sheer numbers and there was crossbows, two heavy crossbows in there. But yeah, you missed a spell book, a bunch of magical scrolls, some magical potions, and that was kind of meant to, build you up and get you ready for that you know the ultimate combat there
3: oh word oh, oh yeah, you guys I, honestly and i felt like i felt like i was trying to die like i was trying to do stupid stuff and it yeah. would just be like a phantom like scares my guy away and i was like oh shit I was like, yeah, it's not, he's not gonna get killed he's like i'm trying here <laughs> trying to shave some of these numbers down but <laughs> somehow they all made it through i don't know you, yeah i mean
2: you got lucky rolls so your, your i,
1: I will say That's though true. the funny That's thing true. about ethan and Oren is their dice typically are kind to them i don't know where they get that because they don't get it from me not at all but i mean even in savage worlds when they were playing uh as like kids like uh what 10 yeah. 11 years old they would trounce dragons I mean, th- their their damage rolls were killing dragons off the off the jump, and I'm like, what
2: the heck?
3: It's just like the inner gamer spirit. You just you know when it's gonna hit. <laughs> I can feel it. I can feel it. No,
2: and that was, and it really did help out because um, there were a couple of moments where I was just like, this funnel was a really good idea, but I'm really nervous. That, we're gonna have to pull some people out of our butts. <laughs> uh for a couple of you so i was like oh boy um <laughs> definitely a learning lesson i just i don't know starting D characters off at first level like that is always weird so i thought we'd try something cool um but you know lesson learned on there uh i apologize for that <laughs> i think it worked it
3: just it was a it, little more it did work i think them. you're right in person i feel like it would have been a very different experience Well, the other problem with the way we did the funnel, it sounds like,
1: Scott, was initially we did it wrong, right? Where you had us controlling actions of four individual characters rather than a group of four characters that all move together.
2: Yeah, well, that's the rub is technically you can do it either way. It's not really a wrong way or a right way. It's just the easier way is to what we finally did was to give you like, you know a character with all the best benefits possible to yeah. represent the group and just let you choose your sacrificial lambs. But DCC <laughs> really you do take your 16 character, 20 characters and you run through the gamut and you'll be sitting there saying, okay, well, you know, gong farmer one is going to be the, who he opens the door. Okay. Gong farmer one takes, you know, 15 points of damage from the fire trap because he didn't know to look for it or you gotcha. don't so, so yeah, it's yeah. The funnel core guy either ways. I've seen it done both ways. Um, and I started it, the traditional way, and it was just like oh, shit. Let's adjust this on the fly to make it easier for you guys. Cause like I can feel the frustration too. Like I said, I was uh, I was super frustrated with just the level of energy that I was able to bring to bear. Um, man, what a fucking horrible game. Um, all right, uh, Rich and Santa, who wants to? Who wants to?
1: Oh, uh, let Santa go first.
2: Oh, look at that. All right, all right, let's do this. Shoot, no, go ahead. So, I mean, you oh. play you play with, with me. You play with me a lot. You and you and Rich both. Yeah, so, I, I, I've yeah. played
0: with you quite a bit. I've 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 talked with you for you know a short while now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> personally, and this is going to kind of go against um, a little bit of what Audra says, but this is uh-huh. more my own personal uh, likes and dislikes. I actually enjoyed the four character randomization. For character generation, yeah, uh, I thought it was a ton of fun. In fact, it was the most fun I had. Um, <laughs> um, when we did start playing, there was kind of that a little bit of a uh, difficulty with how many characters we had, and it did get, but that was more of just a learning thing. Um, I really really loved it and i actually thought it was hilarious when audrey just kind of ran out of the room and left my characters to die (laughs) i thought it, i I honestly was like wow this is how this is how my favorite one dies okay but i was like i i the moments where we got into just the role play and not so much moving the guys around Mm -hmm. that's where i really kind of enjoyed it yeah um but at the same time like when we're actually playing i felt very limited in what i could and couldn't do and i don't know if that's maybe just because i find when you get a board involved in playing yeah. any kind of game it always becomes more of a board game than an actual game
2: yeah man I Told you, um, the dolls right
0: yeah and the one thing i wasn't looking forward to which i kind of got lucky for was i really didn't feel like a character class because <laughs> i i'm i i i don't like i'm not saying i don't like any class-based system but i find a lot of times like i i, I played 5e as my main system before i met you guys before i was on roll 20 when i was just playing with friends and i was always so bored with the mechanics of my characters opposed to anything else like when we were my favorite session was literally where we lot half the people had to cancel in short notice and we literally went around on a shopping list grocery shop Oof. for our next adventure but it was just hilarious because we were just rp'ing there was no real need for a board and i had the most fun during those times the moment you get into combat is the moment where and i don't blame people when they you sit there and it's like one person's doing their action and they're planning this through and you see the other people and they're either talking amongst each other or they're on their phone. And it's because you kind of already know what you're going to do. Unless someone kills the guy who you're about to hit, there's not too much more for you to do. And I played an illusion wizard, so I could at least control the board, but at the same time, you're either giving people buffs, debuffs, or just confusing them. But there isn't too much to do that really feels like it's going to stick out. So, yeah, hmm. yeah. I was as a five E refugee from way back <laughs> when. Um, I I I just always usually dreaded going into combat.
2: Yeah, sure. So you would never go back unless you really had to.
0: Um unless I really had to in order to get the full five, E experience for everyone else. And I don't all of a sudden come down with a sickness, Um, (laughs) (laughs) but um, (laughs) yeah, no, that's kind of my honest opinion of it. And yeah, it's just, you don't, you don't feel like any character is yours because you're just playing the same character as somebody else created
2: pretty much. You mean regardless or because of the You regardless.
0: You can put on a personality, you can do that, but like if you if you if you're playing a rogue, you're playing a rogue. If you're playing I a wizard, so. you're playing a wizard. It's just you know that someone's done exactly that. <laughs> you can't really customize it. Like even like a spell sword, it's like, oh yeah, in five E you can be a spell sword. It's like, yeah, and you're gonna completely suck and not be able to do anything for three quarters of the game because whatever you do your friends who have just picked actually an actual class that works will do every, every combat will do everything like that and kind of just leaves you to do nothing. Right.
2: But yeah, well, I'm tracking. So for you and Ethan, cause I didn't ask Ethan this, what, so after, after hearing Audra talk about, you know, her dislike of the adventure uh, and then I, I described what the original adventure <laughs> was supposed to be like, but for the, for you guys, did you kind of, you guys kind of agree that the adventure is just sort of, corny i guess is a better term for it, or lacking i don't know
0: you want to shoot first Ethan?
2: um you can go ahead
0: do i think it's corny um i think it's exactly what i expect out of five years <laughs>
5: Uh,
0: well even like every adventure i've ever done even in the game it's like oh we need you to go here and kill the kobolds we need you to go here and do that it's like why
3: because we'll give you money and you're
0: like all right that's cool
3: (laughs) fair enough ethan that's that's a good point um yeah i guess I guess maybe I'm always like like hopeful. I'm like, you know, let's we'll, we'll see where it goes. You know, Yeah. <laughs> give it a couple episodes. That's why I'm the.
2: <laughs> You're a positive person, man. I
3: like. You. Yeah. Like when I watch TV shows, I give them a couple episodes before I make my judgment because, you know, <laughs> the writer's getting used to the actors and let's see where. I oh, don't know. Fair enough. No, nah, it's fine. <laughs> That's all good.
2: All right, Rich. Bring up the rear. Hey.
3: Ah,
1: so for me, I, I love random character generation. I have always loved random character generation. And so that was fun for me. Yeah. Um, for me, especially I think in 5e, it presents the challenge of how am I going to make a workable character with this crap? Yep. Um, because that's generally what I roll. So, <laughs> well, um, and, and
2: but, 5e kind of demands that, right? Yes.
1: Like, yeah. So,
2: I'm yeah. sorry, go ahead. It, well,
1: and and I, th- I think that's my biggest problem with 5e is I know my rolls are going to suck. And I've got one shot and then if I get hit with something that gives me disadvantage, <laughs> now I'm really screwed. Um, sort of thing. And so that that's the one thing that I do like about Savage Worlds is I'm not stuck with that. I've got two dice that I'm rolling. I'm always rolling with advantage 100% of the time. And if those suck, then I can throw a Benny hopefully if I have any uh, to try and do better. So now it's, double advantage rather than, than single advantage. So my odds in, in Savage World are better, which is more fun for me <laughs> because I fail so much at life in many areas that I want to have a character who can not fail at all the things. <laughs> so it's yeah. like I play a game to escape reality. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, but I but I do love the random character generation because that's where the creativity gets to come in from a 5e perspective yeah um the the thing that i probably hate the most about 5e is the i'm not going to say combat because i i enjoy combat so unlike santa i still like combat uh -hmm. even in 5e but i don't like that initiative is static yes um uh, I e- Even in Mutant Year Zero, it's frustrating for me that initiative is static, and there have been times that I've toyed with the idea of altering that because random initiative yeah. to me is a lot of fun. It, it gives you other things to think about and other ways to strategize and for those, those plans to, to totally get screwed over because you don't get the initiative you were hoping for or whatever. Yeah. So I love random generate or random initiative for that reason.
2: Yeah. Um. I'm sorry, that keeps yeah. combat more of war is or uh, combat is war. You know, yeah. Right. The that randomness, the chaos. Yeah, I agree with you.
1: Yeah, I, I love the I love the chaotic nature of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Would I ever play Five E again? Absolutely. <laughs> um, I, I it's not my go to system, and I would never DM Five E. But if if I had a group of friends that said, "Hey, let's let's play Five E," and somebody was willing to DM, I would play that game uh, because for me, the gaming is a vehicle for social interaction with people that I enjoy hanging out with. Yeah, um, just like going to to McDonald's. If if my kids <laughs> wanted to go to McDonald's, I'll go to McDonald's because they. I'll be with you all and, and we'll have fun and, and we'll talk and whatever. But by no means is McDonald's my preferred place to go. So, um, so D&D is the McDonald's of TTRPGs for me.
2: Right. I mean, and I I, told, I, I you know, we were talking about it on the, the, the Discord for the, the, oh, the, the podcast. And yeah, I would play it, but I only play it so many sessions. And then I just say, hey, let's do a one shot of Savage Worlds. Yeah. And then we never go back. I've never had a group go back to fifth edition with me. So,
5: <laughs> it's so like the, just it's discovered your, Burger King. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You make your
2: goddamn hamburger. I'm not making it for you. Oh my god, that is a perfect analogy, isn't it? The Burger yeah, Joints. It is. Holy God.
0: Yeah. But, but uh t- it's literally Burger Joints. It is. As it relates
1: to the adventure itself. Mm. I you know, I didn't have a problem with it. Um, it, it it is fairly standard in terms of D and D structure, but I grew up with that D and D structure. So for me, it's, it's like that warm blanket. It's something I'm familiar with and it's like, oh, okay, this is cool. Um, we did, like you said, go through every room quickly. We, we like made a beeline to try and figure out what's going on and get it done. Um, I think Part of that was a result of two things. One, the funnel. And two, we're playing incompetent characters who are trying to avoid danger as much as possible. So, like, rather than attacking that wolf in in that study, uh, Audra runs away. Um, we don't stand a chance of going against that thing in our heads when we're thinking about individual Yeah. Characters in the funnel. And, mm-hmm. and a lot of that at the time was sort of that scenario, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that played a part of it. But we were also, we weren't even level one competent uh, to go up against some of those monsters. And so I think it's a, is there anything safe in here? Okay, great. There's no danger. We'll, we'll explore this room a little bit. Um, there's an interesting mirror. Uh, oh, and look, there's a hidden passage here, so let's let's explore that rather than trying to uh, do some of the things that we would normally have done with more competent characters.
2: Yeah, and you know, CR-wise, you guys are actually, each of you were equal to a first-level character with your four zero levels and their abilities.
1: I, yeah. I agree. Yeah. The problem is but the I wasn't really thinking good. of them in terms <laughs> of a character. I was yeah. thinking of them in terms of four individuals who yeah. all suck.
2: <laughs> no i tracking yeah yeah uh and that too and you mentioned the conceit is uh that is a big part of dcc is that dcc you know i know we've been talking about playing it dcc is going to make you do a funnel where you have to make dumb decisions And i think we talked about that originally when we started the uh, the 5e it was like hey yeah. you know the conceit is you're expected to do really really dumb shit with these characters um you know, if you have your favorite, then, you know, that character grabs the juggler and throws his ass down the, into the fireplace to, to die by the magic kind of shit. Um, but, um, yeah, it's an aside, but yeah, I, I I'm with you, man. Yeah. I think the psychology of of the funnel digitally really, really didn't help out.
1: No, uh, I agree. And, and, but, but I mean, it was, for me, it was fun, especially seeing how some of the characters did behave like Ethan's character goes full on into the meal, and I'm like, I-, I know D&D adventures. That's not what you do. That's how you die, yeah. especially when I can't make a saving throw.
3: I was attempting. That's what I was aiming for. <laughs> I just got sick. <laughs> I was yeah, wondering.
2: well, that's because it was written with – in fact, that wasn't even original part of the adventure. That was the additive someone put in there. And, yeah, I was just like, this is so dumb. Why not just kill him outright? Like, DCC would kill you outright if you, <laughs> failed, it, if you failed the saves. That's just that's how that game does. It has no mercy on the funnel. You're right. going gonna to die, and you're going to die a lot until you grind out to the end of the adventure. But, yeah. Um, so let me ask you guys this, because it's going to be a little bit of a loaded question. And then we'll get to a, an interesting Side effect of what we learned. Do you guys think you are the right group to play the module Curse of Strahd and or Fifth Edition as a group?
1: Um I am going to and, and I would love to hear Audra and Ethan's take yes. and <laughs> <Anthony> as well. <laughs> In fact, I'll ask. I'll let them answer first because I've got my own opinion on whether I think we were the right group or not. Yeah. So, quick clarification though: Are you talking about group as players or group, group players. as characters?
2: Group of players. Are you the right players for the adventure and or
3: uh, the system? Yeah.
1: Okay. So, as players.
2: Yeah. Oh. Uh,
3: <laughs> I don't even know. I I honestly don't even. I don't know what that means. Like. So, did you feel
2: constrained by
3: the system? If you're normally somewhat okay, um, I feel like I feel like because um, Dad said he likes random characters, which I can I like that too because yeah. you like you try to force it to make this character cool. You know, what I'm saying like how, or yeah. interesting. How do I make a random thing interesting? Which is a challenge. But I also enjoy the challenge of like creating a cool character out of thin air or like off an idea.
2: Yeah.
3: Um, so I don't know. So I I feel like I've, I I listened to D and D podcasts and I feel like, um, like anyone can make basically any system interesting. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, I just feel like I, I didn't have a chance in the funnel, <laughs> but I, I don't know. I don't, I don't see why not, but yet you survive. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I didn't have a chance to like, Oh, um, I, see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. To, to really just like have a character, like, yeah. Or yeah. develop that yeah. personality. Okay. Go through the levels. Yeah. Cause I mean, a lot of my enjoyment out of role play is like reacting to things or like, um, talking. I really enjoy combat. But it's mainly just, like, kind of playing a part, you know what I'm saying?
2: Do you play one-shots?
3: Um, I have before, yeah.
2: How do, how do you like one-shots?
3: Well, the one-shot that I played, I I kind of had an idea for the character, and I had a lot of fun because it's like I have a thought-out character, whereas when I'm playing, like, four random characters, I don't really have justification or I have like, contrasting justifications to do things. You know what I'm saying? Whereas mm-hmm. if I have a single character who's thought out, I know who this guy is, then i um all my things like all the things to react to or role play just like come naturally to me more. Okay. Um whereas so like like narrowing it down to one character I feel like would ease things up for me. So I I don't see why not, why we why we wouldn't be the group. Okay. Because um, I, I guess I don't know what that really looks like. But, for sure. Yeah. It's okay. We'll, we'll,
2: yeah, believe me, we'll get to it. Audra?
4: Well, I agree with Ethan in a lot of ways. Um, I think it doesn't matter. I mean, if you're playing a game with your friends, you're going to make that game fun, <laughs> you know, with whatever you do. Um, as far as the system goes, um, I liked... I mean, we had four characters, right? Yeah. And I... Really liked probably my least eff- least effective character, <laughs> but that character did some amazing things. I mean, he threw nails and you know whatever. I, I mean. It, it, it worked out and he survived. And 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 then when you told me, oh, now you have to be a druid or a whatever. Do <laughs> you know what I mean? You had yes. to pick something that he was. You had to put and shackles I think on it. What I like about the other system is you could have a job. But you were your own person. Yeah. Does that make sense?
2: No, 100%. 100%. Yeah. And and f- in
4: this one, you had to be that person, you know?
2: Yeah. And, then and, then I, gonna- and
4: I would have rather taken that <laughs> puny little character that I had and done whatever I could with that. And that just keep
2: sense. going, right? No character class. Just keep advancing yeah. as you can. No, I'm, I'm I'm tracking 100%. And the throwing nails thing, by the way, I think I told you, you may have said that. That was hundred percent GM Fiat that, that actually not in a rule, but I couldn't fucking take it anymore. And so I was like, they're cold iron. They're going to work. I don't give a shit. <laughs> anyway, that was just a footnote. Um, and then you've, you've only other, you've only ever played a one shot. We kind of talked about the beginning where you, you liked the character you were given and you felt you could do something with it. Um, yeah. Which is, which well, is-
1: to, to be clear, to, to clarify that a little bit though, she wasn't given a character. She cho- she got to choose of the pre-gens.
2: Oh, true statement. That is fair. I mean, yeah. she,
1: she did choose something.
2: That is, that is um,
1: fair. The other choices were taken from her. But even then, there were options and choices within that pre-gen to customize. Because there were slots that were open that said, okay, pick one of these. Pick three of these things. Pick this thing. Yeah. And so there was still some options for her to customize that pre-gen. Event.
4: And not just the tools, but the background and the characteristics yeah. too. So, yeah. Yeah,
2: fair enough. That's I'm just a good game designer. We'll just put a note on yeah.
4: <laughs>
2: um, All right, Rich and Santa, who wants to who wants to tackle this question first? Cuz I think Rich knows what I'm up to. But <laughs> Uh,
0: you know what? I'm going to go um cuz I, I, I most people would assume I had a smart assy comment to make and I did. But to be honest, even while listening, I'm kind of realizing that my smart comment is kind of a little bit more true, just listening off of Audra and Ethan. Um, but I think one of the issues is I don't think as a group we are the best group to be playing 5e, and part of the reason is because we've played other systems or we've learned from other systems. And I think that is actually when 5e starts to falter a little bit. Cause um listening, it's like we like the role play, right? We like talking about that, but we like also having our characters be kind of unique. We don't mind there being faults with a character, and unfortunately when it comes to 5e optimization is almost necessary and like you can talk about you know power gamers from all systems everything like that but in order to play 5e you almost need a little bit of that power gaming that's why you see people usually if they're playing uh like you know this character well then they're going to drop charisma or if they're playing this then they're going to drop that or they're going to put their highest skill automatically in uh you know in charisma if they're a bard or and it just seems like there's not too much room, because if you are a bard in a game, you always have to have charisma. Well, in other games, you could still be, I'm just quote-unquote bard, but you could have skills that really promote towards other attributes, opposed to just the core one that your class is supposed to have. And I think that's why we're almost not that great for this game, because... You, we want to do more than just what our class says. Uh,
2: yeah. yeah, Rich. No, I'm, 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 I'm tracking. I'm just listening. I'm,
1: so I, my, I, go ahead. my take on this is: Are we the right group of players? I think yes. Um, I, I think this group of players could make anything work, and we could make it fun. Uh. Now, does that mean that this is the right game for this group? Not necessarily. I think there are, I think that as a group of players, there are other things that we could do. But I do think that, to Ethan's point, now that we are at the point of let's develop this character and let's give it a background and let's give it a personality and let's do those other things, it would be interesting to see what those characters look like, how they interact, how they respond. Because I think as a group, I thought the group dynamic, the player dynamic was good. I think that we, we had people that were willing to do things and um, th- I thought that was great. To Audra's point, I think the the concern that Audra has is her character that survived is an urchin now why the heck is that urchin going to be a druid it would be a thief but it doesn't have the, st- the stats to be a thief based on what santa was just saying where i think systems like savage worlds can chime because i could have a thief who is completely low agility i could have a d4 agility and still be a thief in savage worlds because the skill system is so much different I I can – it'll be harder for me to raise my thieving skills um, because my agility is so low, but I could do it. I could invest the points in that if I wanted to. So you're not as penalized as much in other systems or in some other systems uh, for having stats that go against the stereotype for for the rogue, um, that sort of thing. So I think that could be where the frustration comes in for – players to characters but that that's why i asked uh scott are are we talking about the characters because as a group of characters i don't know if these group if these characters would survive curse of strahd but as players i think we could still totally have a lot of fun um as players even if it is nothing more than just bashing the system every time we play it's like (laughs) <laughs> or D20. <laughs> Good point.
0: I'd be willing to sell my soul to Strahd. In order to I mean,
2: survive. so the characters, I honestly, mechanically, I don't know. Because, I mean, Curse of Strahd is littered with magic items and potions and resurrection and everything else that you, you wouldn't expect is in there. Um, it, But it relies... So the lower-statted characters would require the players to do what i already talked about once and that is not arrive in barovia fuck you i kick the werewolf in the dick and then i go looking for i go to castle Ravenloft because that's all possible (laughs) right and so and that's why i don't think you guys are the right players players for the, the the system nor the adventure um Just And I knew that within the first couple of sessions, I think, that we had made a a mistake.
5: Um,
2: It's just not how you guys play. Um, And then once once I heard Audra didn't like fantasy, I was like, oh, okay. So that's one more like, aha, okay, now I see what's happening. Um, Can we make any game fun? Yeah, I mean, you should play Monopoly with me. You're going to (laughs) fucking enjoy Monopoly. Um, Well, and
1: I can tell you that Ethan and Oren – Love Monopoly, or at least they used right. to as kids. That's what they wanted to play all the time.
2: But you know, what I'm saying, like, I, I honestly don't think you're the right players for the, yeah. neither the system nor the adventure. Um, I, and I really do. I think as soon as we got to the Barovia, and you guys realized you could go anywhere, you either would have headed to the most ludicrously dangerous spot for <laughs> some reasons, right, or you would have went to Castle Ravenloft, which is fine because you know, and like Strahd shows up whenever the hell the DM wants uh, him to show up and to set a tone, to set an example, to toy at the party. Um, but now, game wise, could they have survived? You would have had to have played much smarter than your average superhero party in D&D. That much is true. You would have had to have relied on, I can't just stand here and attack. I have to defend. I have to defend one of my party mates and, and forego a combat action this round. Shit like that. And I don't... I love you guys, but I, I really don't think that's in your guys' natures of how you
1: play it. It, Actually, I will say it is definitely... It, it, in Sansa's and my natures, you're probably right.
5: Yeah. yeah
2: but having, well, having
1: GM'd for yeah. Ethan and Oren... Um, For more than one game, that's yeah. totally up their bailiwick because okay. they, they do that all the time in Savage Worlds. There were times when Ethan was would jump in front of one of the other characters just nice. to take the hit because he knew that that person needed to survive to do something else. No, that's And good. so having played with them, they're totally up for that stuff.
2: Nice. And I think Audra would too because her character – her canine handler decided to come back and check on her dipshit teammates when they're in the middle of a fire. <laughs> so, yes. well, technically, she came back to check. She didn't come back to intercede until it became, you know, an absolute. And there was a, a moment where I had to basically benny her to get back to a bad situation. But yeah, like, it's, just, it's not offensive. Like, I'm not the right person for a lot of systems. Like, I'm not the right person for fifth edition, I'm not the right person for fate. Um I'm not the right person for fucking Shadowrun I fight, or Cyberpunk. I hate those games. Um
5: like I had to, I was going to register
2: for a Cyberpunk red game and I had to stop myself and be like do not do this. All you're going to do is be miserable and you're going to want to try to control the table and ruin the game. So I de-registered. Um, so it's, it's 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 not in yeah and you know like I said it just is is what you get. So I would in I would not. I have done it once with with two of you. But I would only run Audra and a group of players like her through Call of Cthulhu. There's not a chance in hell I would run the rest of you guys through Call of Cthulhu. <laughs> it never, never happened, would never happen again. It's not in your play styles. Which you all said the same thing. is like You have these play styles that speak to a certain methodology and you could tell right away when you guys were playing uh, the characters, even as convoluted as it was, it was just like, oh, yeah everyone has fallen right into their old play styles. And it's really cool because it was fun because I'm like, oh, I know what to expect out of, out of everyone now. Um, so we'll make it as fun as humanly possible as they're, you know, bur- burning ass through a house uh, that makes zero <laughs> sense. You know, Chris Perkins wrote this horrific module. Um, greatest GM ever. Um, I'm sorry, that's Matt, whatever his name is, Matt Mercer. But yeah, that's just it. You know, like I said, it's, just, it's, it's a thing. And then to, 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 to hallmark that, i mean audra has uh, stated not publicly but she just this is not even like she, well she did say publicist it's not her thing and yeah she is more into what like pulp adventure and mysteries and the uh, the common person overcoming greater odds for the for you know f- i don't know fortune and glory the betterment of human canons, things like that so it's really interesting you know yeah
4: maybe it's just for the money
2: hey fortune and glory right that works indiana jones <laughs> Um, so I don't know. Do you, do you, I mean, hopefully it doesn't – like I said, I, I enjoy playing with you guys. So hopefully it doesn't sound like a, dick, a dickish thing to say, but I just I – know, I know my players and there's just things I won't do.
0: Well, Scott, we already knew you are a dick,
1: so it's okay. <laughs> I'm okay for gaming, but I won't do that.
2: But does and, it make sense?
0: No, no, it makes sense. It makes sense. like there are some games that it's just – some yeah. people can't like and i've said this before too like i'm i'm not a huge fantasy person yeah. i'm it's it's just not really my thing and yeah. finder we've played a lot i tend to create more of the social characters opposed to anything like you when we we're fighting <laughs> that war bot and you know everyone was on deck what was my character doing i just to stay back in the ship <laughs> like it, it's just not like i don't know
2: well that's 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 kind of what you do though right it's yeah. it's your it's your slap tickle dick characters yeah I mean, yeah this is what it is right uh rich will always make a reckless headlong person uh-huh. um day after ragnarok you know tell me i'm wrong
5: <laughs>
1: well you're wrong in that i don't always do that but they are the most fun to play
2: (laughs) that's what i'm saying so yeah i mean and that's what i think i learned the most is like if you really do know how your players are you're going to find a system and a genre that can help meet in the middle
3: with everyone
2: i think and i do i just i honestly do not believe it's fifth edition uh Yeah, Yeah. I would 100% not have a good time running 5th edition.
0: So out of curiosity, because even like in private, uh, when we've talked about it, like you've said that you yourself are having trouble getting into it. You Mm -hmm. find yourself almost kind of like fading in and out. (laughs) Why why do you think it's the, like, was it the system itself that was doing that? Or was it just kind of the game itself? Like, you know, I was playing.
2: Uh, no, it was, it was it was a system. It was so it was so limiting, and I'm so it, it makes me a Debbie Downer when you guys say or do really cool shit, and there's nothing I can do about it other than be like, yo, yuck, yo, yuck, yuck, that was awesome. <laughs> could I, oh, and, no. and the point could I do Bennies in the game? Yes, but that's not the intent of Five E. And when you do that mechanically, you're going to break Five E hundred percent, you're gonna you're gonna destroy Five E. Five E is such a tightly wound war game that it's, it's chess, and when you deviate from Five E, you are causing some serious mechanical issues. That's why people get so goddamn mad when they can't, you know, min max their characters for Five E, like you guys said, because you really have to. We're
5: going to so get downvoted question
1: on that, though, Scott. I mean, there are everybody that I've ever played with, even in old D twenty systems, mm-hmm. there's always house rules. Yeah. So yes. do you think you would have a problem if you were to like house rule? You know what? You can't have Benny's, but I can give you more than one point of conviction. Even if the rule stands that you can't use your conviction more than once per roll. Like I can't just keep throwing burning conviction, but if I have five conviction, I could use those five conviction within a single combat, just not within a single attack sort of thing.
5: Uh,
2: um, maybe, but I still think um, because of how it works, Because it gives you advantage, it's not a re-roll. And advantage is is gigantic in 5e. And so if you have five attempt, five options to have advantage, and you're not gonna burn them because most of the rolls don't really matter because you're a hit point sponge, you know? Um -hmm. so I think that's the difference. where in Savage World, you get those three wounds and you get shaken and you're I think you feel it more, you're like, Oh shit, I really need to make this goddamn stupid roll, um, or it's gonna be hell to pay. Uh, because it has the consequences are a lot greater in Savage Worlds. Um, now, having said that, DCC officially Lankmar is for D is has a DCC uh, version, and they do use bennies basically. But they're, they're not like reroll your dice. It's it's fleeting luck, and for every point you spend, you add one to the roll, and you can do it before or after. Gotcha. Uh, you know, so it kind of makes up for it. The good news is, is, you just throw out the fleeting luck, and it, it even it basically says it just do it like Benny's. So that's a D20 system. I think you could do that. And then it's just wonky enough. Where the spells are randomly on a chart and you roll against the chart. You don't just roll a d20 and it's a binary pass or fail. The same with the warriors. You get your d die and you know if you attack with this and the d die is a three or higher, then you get to narrate this really cool shit that happens. Like yeah, I pin him to the wall with my spear and then I you know come off the wall and I'm doing the other thing. And so I think that kind of d20 system helps. But yeah, because back in the day of OSR, now those games are a lot less i think they might be a lot less breakable but there were no really We you know we didn't have those mechanics right for that kind of thing for re-rolls and we had to make magic items and shit for that yeah yeah so i don't know and the, the static the static initiative just it, it kills oh. my heart it really just hurts my heart to see something so stupid still used
0: and <laughs> to kind of compound on what you're saying like 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 what you said finder is true like you could house rule this you could house rule that. You could house rule this one and then Damn. another one. But at some point when are, or when are you better off just using a system that already uses those things opposed to just trying to shove things into a system that doesn't have them? Like um
1: we've Well been- see, I'm I'm not even talking about shoving things in that don't that it doesn't already have. Conviction is already there. Kind of like even with Savage Worlds, there are still things that people home or like house rule inspiration savage worlds
5: Mm.
2: (laughs) so they do but those people again like when we get on people for savage worlds or they come into it and they're like oh i'm going to take away you know the darkness penalty okay don't don't do that you don't understand the system enough and how it works and i i think that because of the mechanical nature of 5e i think it breaks far easier than other games i I really do and
1: that that could be i I don't know enough about 5e to to argue that point
5: yeah <laughs> and
0: like we've we've talked to a few people who have designed 5e products right mm. and most of them at the end of it are like well not we we picked it not just you know because it's the <laughs> system we play but it's because it's the most popular system yeah and like it. i can't fault them for that like uh what was it the dr Gordboard and uh dr
2: gourd semi-racist adventures to prove a point in time
5: yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: Honestly, those guys were actually really fun to talk. I'm into. sure they're cool people.
2: Um, it's just, I just, I don't, I don't enjoy people who make games to do dumb shit like that.
0: Yeah. Well, they're keeping. Yeah, I'm not going to get into it. No. But, yeah. Don't get um, into it. It's fine. And then you know we even had uh, you know the lost lore games where. Again, they, they decided to take the system of Five E and essentially just hack it up and then throw mm-hmm. it back in together, and then added some other stuff from a different system. And like I, I remember reading it, and I was just like, "Oh my god!" Like this would have been so much better if they just stuck it to the storyteller system, or just made it a Five E supplement. Like it's just, I find a lot of times you're you're shoving something into it because it's the most popular system, not because it's the system that would best suit it.
2: Yeah. I mean, and it's, you know, I like, uh, other Scott in the podcast discord. And he said today, "Wow, oh, Rich, what was it? I mean, he's talking about no one is oh, shit. What was something about No one is asking five E to do all the, all these, all these things, right? Like these different genres, but, when, 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 you know, I put it in there, but I'll reiterate But they are. Because if you go to Kickstarter, there's a fucking 5e space adventure, there's a 5e pulp, there's a 5e horror, there's a 5e this is a 5e that, so everyone is. And they're either doing it like we discovered to to make the money, or they honestly think 5e is a system that can seriously handle horror or pulp adventure well, which is lunacy. Well, I
0: uh, think I found kind of what he said and it was like five well maybe not what he said but i'm just kind of reading this one it's like yeah. he, he comes from pathfinder one right yes which is just uh, as awful and he, <laughs> yeah and he's talking about you could still you could still create very unique characters because there's so many goddamn options it's ridiculous yeah. like if you ever tried to create a pathfinder first edition character it's almost overwhelming with all the extra staff in it and I, I love actually what he says about how 5e feels. I and mean, he's like, 5e yeah. feels like you're playing with action figures where you can choose what goes in their hands or what backpacks they have or what they, uh, yeah. or what they're wearing, but you can only do so so many combinations. Um, and you're really encouraged to play their way. And I was like, that's yeah. actually a really yeah. good one. I'm trying to find his yeah. exact comment. Like, Stop. I was thinking
3: that at the beginning. I didn't want to say it to be disrespectful, but I was like, I was like, if I wanted something like that, I'll just play Diablo, no <laughs> <laughs> uh, lie.
2: I would rather run the system of my choice, but a genre the players will love, if that makes any sense whatsoever.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know? Yes, although be-
1: although I would hope that the genre would be one that you can at least get behind. We're gonna find out. Well,
5: Actually,
2: <laughs> I'm really excited about the uh, the Dawn Imperium setting. that Yeah, we put together, it's not should be fun. Bad. Yeah, I put but, something. But in I mean, like, if you
5: really
1: can't get behind cyberpunk, I yeah. would hope that you wouldn't run a cyberpunk. Yeah, uh, I say that having played a cyberpunk with you, and I had a good time with it. So, but I mean, but I mean
5: yeah, I wrote a game. Like, so. I
1: can't run low life. I can't yeah. run superheroes. Nope. Those are just the ways that my brain does not think of good stories for those.
2: Right. Yeah, I'm the same. I, I don't think I could do justice to either of those either. I'm like, I tried running superheroes. and I'm like, I don't know. Just punch the building. I mean, I don't yeah. think I, I
5: don't think I run superheroes. Who
2: cares? Yeah. Like I'm, my superheroes are more of the boys, I guess. Where it's like, yeah, naturally you'd be gods and you'd just kick people in their chest and blow them up because you're like, who's nothing going to stop you?
5: <laughs>
1: Which is the premise behind Aberrant from White Wolf.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah, right. So I don't know. Yeah, um, God, this really has been a just completely. I just, I just really didn't enjoy Five E. It really made me sad because I was really super excited to run something for you guys. Cause you know we talk a lot of shit on this show, and it's just like we're really good players. We have we do have good games, and it was just like, oh my god, I'm in a train crash, and I can't stop myself. What is happening? And I can feel it. If we
0: had the sense to record way back our Eberron campaign, it would have been Oh. oh, yeah. Again, still one of my favorite campaigns ever played. Savage Worlds, of course. Of course. Um, but look how course. much you
2: could do. Because Eberama is written for d d Imagine trying to do half the shit that you guys did using 5e. I would not be able to I would have like failed that. my
0: jumping thing. <laughs> you
2: definitely would have failed your jump, right? That's, <laughs> not, that's what I'm talking about. I don't even think you would have probably tried it. Because you know mechanically it's just fail. not supposed to happen. Yeah. If that makes yeah. sense.
0: Or yep. crashing a a, a ship into another ship like that yeah There's so many
2: I, good moments <laughs> it, it really it was it was a great game we had a lot of great even the mothership as much as i don't like the system oh, it, it was have still so a much fun game yeah because you guys enjoyed the setting and you were having fun with it and i was having fun torturing the shit out of you as the ship's computer so <laughs> um i
1: don't know now i i do want to say one thing real quickly for ethan's benefit and that is don't ever worry about offending anything or, or being respectful i guess because we crap on everything on this <laughs> so we, almost everything so far none of us have said any bad things about dcc I, i've not played dcc so i can't no.
0: and i, I i'm I, and it's currently my dragon so um i mean we'll eventually it's only a
2: matter of time yeah i mean i want to <laughs> yeah. run it for you guys oh i would love to play so, it. So i can delete my notes that i made there my notes for the 5e thing because that's that's it. I mean I I enjoyed I enjoyed getting to play with new players. So that was fun. And then letting Andre have an, another adventure of super nerd and stuff. Yeah.
3: Um, <laughs> so and
2: here is I made a list. I made a list and before we wrap this up. Well, I guess the big question is, is I really don't want to do the 5e. And I assume you told everyone why the 5e is kind of dead because we lost. I didn't tell
1: anybody that 5e was dead. I told them we're doing a debrief and we're going to figure out where we go from
2: there. Okay, so we lost two of the sessions and recordings. My voice was never recorded. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, we have two sessions of just you guys answering mystery questions.
1: <laughs> which, which I think would sound amazing to listen to because that'd be hilarious. Yeah,
2: right.
0: <laughs> um, if I, if I jack it up to chipmunk speed, it would be probably pretty hilarious.
2: <laughs> I'm just saying. So, I mean, it's, I guess to be fair, I I can't just pull chocks and be like, fuck you guys, I'm going home. Um, so if Audra and Ethan and Oren, I'm not going to say Richard Santa because whatever, <laughs> We don't have a choice. Uh, yeah, if they really want to continue five V or start fresh first level characters in the Curse of Strahd setting, we can do that and then I would be willing to ugh, I'd be willing to throw up I'd be willing to do it just to say we have had this yes, you were a first level character, yes you advanced a couple of levels, yes you decided to tell Strahd his mother sucks and he throws punched you into the trees. Um <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i mean if you guys want to do that and you don't got to answer that now you can have uh you can have the uh, the moment to figure it out um uh and if not we could do something different or ethan and Orrin and audra could bow out and then you know it is what it is uh and again no no one's under any pressure to answer anything um but just so you guys understand kind of where we are and the predicament we found ourselves in because apparently I, I boomered on technology rolls twice. Um,
1: blame roll 20. I'd still tell you to blame roll 20 because it's it probably is, your fault. Very I well think
2: next
0: time we'll record use the audio using our normal software, a.k.a. the one that we're using right now.
2: Yeah, and I'll just um, record the... the. Well, we're not... Yeah, we'll put a pin in that because I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not recording goddamn battle maps anymore. <laughs> like the day after Ragnarok yeah. we just played they had a battle map but I wasn't going to show it to the players but I was just walking them through everything and describing what I thought would be in there Yeah. so Rich you, I know you, you may not have known that or not but that was all a battle map that I had of an in, inner inside of a pyramid <laughs> and then I just made yeah. shit up as you guys were going because I didn't know what else to do I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> Um. so I want to play a, I'm going to have a, I'm I'm. am going to see if I can predict something. So I made a list of games or s- settings that I think Audra would play because the horrific thing she said was she doesn't like fantasy games, which I've never heard in my life. And I was just like, Oh, cause I know Rich and I come from the rich tradition of like token D and D play it. Damn it. Which is fine. Cause I'm like, this is amazing. We have a, a there's, a unicorn. <laughs> there's <laughs> a unicorn right now. So, And I know she already said she liked Task Force Raven, um, which is – thank you. You don't have to say it because I wrote it, but I do appreciate that, <laughs> that you found it fun. Oh, I liked um, it. I do love that. So here's a list of, of settings that I think Audra would would probably play. And Audra, feel free to tell me no, and I will explain them to you if, if, if it doesn't make any sense. So the first one I put down was Octune Cthulhu. You play – World investigators during World War II who discover the Nazis are trying to raise Cthulhu from the myth and the other mythos creatures to fight for their side. It's a lot of mystery and investigative work, uh, puzzling things out and putting clues together and then defeating evil. But you're not superheroes. You don't have any powers whatsoever. You just have maybe a gun or two and uh, maybe a I ritual a that's going to kill you. I like
4: the mystery. I like puzzling things out, but Nazis are old news. I don't know. All right. I don't know.
2: All right. I was close. I'll take that as a close. Um, I said, I said, I don't even know if, no, that's not one I put on there. I was just making a list of shit. Then Task Force Raven, we already know because she likes the idea of going against supernatural forces with semi-mundane people. Um, I put Knights Black Agents. You play government operatives, sort of like Task Force Raven, but you're hunting vampires specifically. Uh, in fact, you're hunting Dracula in the Dracula dossier. Um, this got the whole Bram Stoker's Dracula book has been rewritten, and it's the it's the story, but it's got notes made in it as if there were agents throughout the 1800s and 1900s and into the 2000s that were finding out these pieces of that novel are actual true and you have that as a clue and you can go through and do things and based on what he had said what richie said i was like i bet she would be willing to play something where she hunts vampires maybe yeah i oh, see yeah and then the big one the gamble the gamble is uh... Uh, go ahead scott
4: however with that <laughs> if you know that the only monster you're hunting is that one mm-hmm. that's less attractive to me Ooh. than being surprised with who knows what comes up.
2: I like this. This is good. That's actually a uh, shit. That actually makes a lot more sense. And then I, uh, the last one I said, rich and rich and Santa, you're going to love this. I said East Texas university.
5: Yes. <laughs> Don't say yes. <laughs>
2: I'm just playing a guessing game to see like where, cause I like trying to get in the, the head of a new player. So you guys want to tell her what East Texas university is about.
1: Scooby doo at college. You
0: just a okay. Well, here you go. Sam's been defending. Okay, essentially, what East Texas University is is imagine you're a freshman at college. It's called a freshman, right? I don't know. Yeah, you're american Yeah, yeah okay. American terms, right? So we don't really use those. Um, uh, so you're kind of a freshman in college. You and a couple of friends. You don't know any supernatural. Ain't real. Nothing like that. Uh, you kind of start off beginning of the semester, and all of a sudden, something kind of weird happens. Um, And essentially, imagine like Buffy the Vampire Slayer right at the beginning or uh, with a little flare of X-Files mixed with a little bit of Scooby-Doo where you're kind of just you're creating normal characters who all of a sudden discover that everything that goes bump in the night is actually real. And you're kind of coming to terms with it the whole entire time that all of a sudden, you know, shit's happening.
4: Yeah, that would be fun. Yeah, see,
2: that was the first one I put down. I was like, I'd put money on the fact that she would want to do ETU. Yeah,
0: I've wanted to play an ETU game since literally like the first month that I I learned about Savage. So I'm just saying, saying, yeah, it is.
2: So it is Savage Worlds, so it makes it a lot better. You earn bennies. You actually have to take exams in the game. You actually have to make your academics rolls to pass the exams. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Anyway,
0: I can pass an exam in real life. There you go.
2: (laughs) So anyway, yeah, I just, like I said, that's the, uh, and then Ethan's played all sorts of games, so it's not as fun a game as him. And listening to him talk, I was like, oh, Ethan's one of those, like, also a unicorn player. It's like, hey, we're going to play throw darts at the goblins. I'm like, okay. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm going to make a character for that.
1: <laughs> well, now, just to, like, give you an idea of some of their play styles, though, like, because Ethan in, in the... Uh,
2: are you going to tell me he lied? His personality lied?
1: <laughs> no, no. No, I'm just saying that he his characters are all different from my experience.
2: Oh, okay. Like,
1: in, in Orb, in the fantasy uh, Desert Desolation campaign that I was running for them, he was a combat guy. Sure. Um, a, say that again.
3: I'm saying meathead, balls yeah. of steel, death wish. Like that's yeah. the thing. <laughs> yeah.
1: he, he had, a, but but the fun thing was he was also a lizard, so he could like run up walls, and he would do all sorts of crazy stuff with with the terrain. Nice. Uh, so wall walking was not a problem with him, and he'd run on the ceiling and slice people from above. Um, and then in Coriolis, he's playing more of a face type nice. character yeah. who can't fight at all.
2: <laughs> yeah. No, that's I mean, what I was saying. Yeah. I think he's the kind of player who's just like, what are we playing? Okay, cool. Yeah. Give me five minutes with the book. Okay. I have what I want to do. <laughs> yeah. And, and
1: Oren is the one that will go for the weird crap. He, he's, yes. he reminds me a lot of like Santa.
2: I could see that when we were doing the the haunted house thing. Yeah
1: yeah no, that, that was coming so, out yeah like his idea for the coriolis game is he wanted to play a robot who thought he was able to fix ships but couldn't like he didn't have a mechanic ability so whenever there was a problem on the ship he'd run to go fix it and only make it worse that was his entire that was his initial character concept i'm like yeah i'm not gonna we don't have robots in this so come up with something different I mean, yeah i'm, I'm
0: but, <laughs> That eventually we'll run task
2: force reason we're not gonna run task force reason oh, pranks or oh, yeah. robots <laughs> oh man so the only
0: reason why i wanted to task force reason is so that we can actually do the chipmunk voice uh oh man i actually i actually did that for our session zero i literally recorded i literally good. bumped it up to one po- yeah it's
2: it was good actually
0: that's the only reason why i had so much fun listening to it at one at 1. 1.3 times speed it was hilarious there you go
2: so so yeah, um, I don't know. I guess that's kind of, that's where it is. I, uh, I do apologize. I really thought 5e, I really thought I could make 5e super fun. And I ended up not having a good time whatsoever, <laughs> except that I got to bullshit with everyone.
1: So, so just to be clear, are we asking now the question of, do we want to keep doing this, even though it'll like force you to put forks in your eyes? Mm-hmm. come up with something else or just shake hands amiably and say, Hey, it yeah. was great playing with you guys. And, and uh, maybe we'll catch, uh, catch y'all around some other time.
2: Yeah. hundred percent. I think those are the three logical choices. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We and and if
1: we want to continue doing something else, then we were those ones that you just threw out kind of the ideas or would there be a come up with something else?
2: I mean, we could talk about it, but I mean, if we have to, it can't be fantasy. Right. Um and we're already doing a science fiction game, so I would like to avoid that. Um and we just did the after Ragnarok. So it would have to be something hollow earth style, you know, or ETU or even Task Force Raven if uh everyone really wanted to. But you know what I'm saying, like something in those those lanes of uh, kind of more modern a more modern pulpy hero kind of thing. People getting involved with weird shit and trying to figure it out. I think that would be fair to everyone. Cause everyone seems to enjoy that. Am I wrong? Yeah. I yeah. All right. so yeah, yeah. You're
1: not wrong, but, but the other, the other thing for Ethan is task force, Raven, uh, task force Raven uh-huh. is special ops.
2: Yeah.
1: supernatural.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry.
1: So you're, you're going to be, you'd be a spec ops soldier, uh, and going up against unknowns and it's always been a fun game <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's how i met your dad actually
1: <laughs> it, it, that is i it, except the funny thing is it was a 5e version of task force raven
2: you know why huh you know why i did it 5e because it was where the money was at To find players yeah that was the only way i knew i could get players and i knew it was, <laughs> was different people would be like oh it's not i'm not going to kill dragons what am i going to kill Oh, I'm Special Forces. All right. And then we ended up having a really... We we ended up meeting and then playing again. And I was like, okay, cool. Two really cool dudes showed up. And that's all it showed up, you know, because the rest of the dorks, I was wrong. And they decided they still want to, you know, try to sexy time with uh, the drow waitress at an inn because they're a bard. All (laughs) bards are sluts, apparently.
0: (laughs) And all games need sex moves. I hate you so much. Yeah. So, yeah. (laughs) That's kind of where
2: we are. Um, and like I said, you know, if 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 the, if the Clan wanted to keep doing this then yeah, we'll we'll figure something out. It just or if you guys and if everyone absolutely like no bullshit, no no kidding, all jokes aside, if everybody absolutely wants to do 5E and try to get the experience of what it's like to maybe do a couple of levels, I have no I have no issue doing it. We can do it and we will we'll put more energy into it because we're not going to use battle maps and we're going to go theater the mind and that will pull away from some of my distractions as well as I think yours as well. So I'll, I'll at least say that.
4: Well, we'll have so much more fun if you're having fun. So you might as well <laughs> not and <keep> something- <laughs>
2: Somewhere deep inside is the ten year old in me that first learned D anD D basic, you know, or you know the the, the original books. And I was like, I can make this game fun. Goddamn it, I can I can change her. <laughs> we just do a little bit of heroin together. It's not a big deal. <laughs> oh
1: man, tell that ten year old you though that it, she's a strong, independent woman. Yeah, she yeah. has her own thoughts.
4: Yeah, I've, well, I've, and that's I've, why we have the other systems because people yes. got smarter and did something different, right? I've right.
1: <laughs> I, 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 I said this on other that's it. recordings, though, and that is TSR understood that TSR wow. produced Dungeons and Dragons, they produced Star Frontiers, they produced Gamma World, they produced Boot Hill, all of them with different mechanics and all of them different genres. Yeah,
5: so
1: and
2: yet I, I still a, like TSR. Yep. Here we are today. Now they're suing new TSR. <laughs> it's a, what a world we live in. Yeah. yeah that's pretty much it. But like I said, no one has to answer any questions at this point. And, um, the biggest thing for me is I feel like I owe a good game to everyone. <laughs> 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 like a no bullshit good game. <laughs> because I feel <laughs> bad I, I know Rich and Sansa is like, no, we have a lot of fun when we play. It's really fun games. And I was like, Okay. You see the wolf and the whippers <laughs> you know, are you roll your damage seven points of damage okay die <laughs> inside every night <laughs> can I betty that right yeah <laughs> like, just, just, they just kicked the suit of armor over the stairs Here, take a Benny. Oh I man. actually
0: I actually had fun kicking
1: that push,
2: was I, I do have the, to ask
1: what were those metal
4: balls oh yeah. Oh,
2: um, they were pure silver because you guys missed a lot of the treasure. <laughs> I was like, they might need this shit, so
0: <laughs> they were gonna be
2: sling bullets for, uh, you know, anyone making a sling. That's all they were for. I made that <laughs> shit up too because I realized. <laughs> oh, nice. No. Yeah, I, uh, I had to. I had to call audibles on a lot of things in that adventure. But the house kind of responds, but not really. Um, the kids, the Spectre was supposed to straight out murder you guys. Like, I shit you not, that's how it's written. You do do touch things and do the things, and then the Spectre kills you. Oh. Or yeah, it attacks you. And I'm like, that is not fun whatsoever. And then when Ethan and Oren got possessed and they played it to the T perfectly. Yeah, was that like, was funny. Time with this. And then Audrey, she was like, I'm going to throw nails at it. I was like, okay, why not?
5: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I have a whole collection of the, like nails from like you know, like old school nails from coffins from the old west, from Arizona. I'm like, they're probably cold iron. Just throw them. Sure. Yeah. I don't give a shit. <laughs>
5: <Correct>. <laughs>
2: Technically, not in the rules. That's why a lot of people are probably like, these is bullshit.
5: The
2: Spectre, the immune. Like, yes, the Spectre's immune to everything. They, and even to your first level D&D characters. So Death House is notorious for murdering first level characters just because. So the original monsters in there are like, in the basement, there's like Eight fucking ghouls that are in there that attack you when you're like third level by the time you get down there but still it's eight ghouls there's um it's a it's a not a gibbering mouther that you fight it's a shambling mound at the end which is way hard to kill for third level characters um and there's other things in there like none of the creepy family stuff is even that was all made up um, because originally it was just like there's a sad panda family and they all died in Barovia, and the mother did kill the kids, but that was it, you know. There were a lot of the you know, well, you guys missed the dad where he was in the room, he had still his corpse was still suicided on a on a noose, and he had a note, and Strahd had a note, and there was all those like you guys missed so much.
5: <laughs> so, so much, you
2: have no idea of how many handouts I just sat there and stared at. Okay.
3: <laughs> I, I could tell i was like this man's prepared i could tell i was yeah. like
2: yeah i overprepared." this is why i'm lazy dm my shit from now on Back after ragnarok 100 made up on the fly you know there's
0: there's one game that i'm surprised he didn't actually bring up to us to maybe try playing for well it's not I, savage I, though it's not savage what
2: is it oh dcc
0: no it's your favorite game what you don't know, Spirit. No, Spirit seventy seven. Yeah, I'm surprised. I'm surprised you didn't suggest us to play that one because that it could be hilarious.
2: Could be a good palate cleanser. And would-
0: I
1: think part of the problem with that, though,
2: yeah, say it
1: is. Ethan and Oren have <laughs> no contact for what the '70s were like,
2: right? Especially, and I uh, do. <laughs> no, you, you don't. You just watch Kings of
0: New York and you'll be good.
2: You'd have to have – no. You'd have to have like – Go watch Starsky and Hutch. Yes, you'd have yeah. to have They're Like a TV show, not the remake with yes. Ben Still. Yeah, you have to have
5: homework. Yeah.
2: So Audra, just, Spirit of 77 takes place in 1977 where you play like every Blaxploitation, uh, Dirty Harry, all those movies we came up on uh, as Gen Xers. That's the It's a game about that but to a ridiculous degree where like – you do your characters and you might be a glam rocker who's also a roller derby girl. And so you're like on roller skates everywhere you go and you're beating the dog piss out of people on rollerblades. It's a really good game.
4: That's funny. That, that it, would be fun.
2: It might be one of my favorite games, <laughs> but it's really, it's, I don't know how long you can last, you know, besides the one. I only shot. had
4: one pair of bell bottoms though. See when I was like seven, but you still, <laughs> had, them.
2: But you still had them and you knew immediately so yeah I mean, <laughs> I mean that's always an option but we're talking about like you know a game game to give everyone it feels almost like cheating to run spirit of 77. <laughs> plus <laughs> you're gonna have if you're gonna beep everything that i every time i swear in spirit of 77 you're gonna be real real busy
0: dude i stopped i stopped <laughs> i stopped uh beeping swears uh around episode six or seven. Oh
2: man <laughs> yeah. i need everyone else to plug their ears like i told you i remember that every time i run that at a table Cause I'll start off with a similar way of, you know, the, uh, you know, basically it's the, it's the black detective who black police chief. And now you're sitting in front of him for some reason. And whatever, as soon as I start the, the rant, you can see people's faces are just like, Oh my God, what is happening? <laughs> it
0: we're already impossible to probably get advertisers for So, you know, that's true. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's, it's <laughs> not even do the swearing. It's just do the fact that we bitch about everything. <laughs> it's like here's a product that we're going to be we, advertising we, it's okay say, i think
2: we say the word fifth edition and D. the algorithm should pick it up and run with us <laughs> <laughs> right. that's the secret us. you got to mention it within the first 20 minutes and uh, swear in the first 17 or whatever i don't <laughs> know but anyway food for thought for you guys and like i said feel free and no harm no foul if you guys are like not we out i fully understand it i i do appreciate you guys taking time out of your lives to have a let us run an experiment because the three of us can't stop talking shit about five at five. And I think we proved our points. So
1: we've proven our point to us. Yes.
2: <laughs> Your game is lame. I'm sorry. There's other shit that does things better. Savage Pathfinder is a better fantasy game. God damn it. Just play it. <laughs> you can still be a cleric and a bard and a monk and all the other nonsense you want to be. It's right in the rule book.
5: But if
0: you think this is our final 5e episode, you're probably wrong. <laughs> we got one D&D coming out, guys. We're, we're, we got content. <laughs> 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 but anyways, folks, uh Audra, Ethan, I thank you so much for coming down to talk about your experiences with 5e. Um Orton was just so
1: disgusted he couldn't even join. Yeah. Yeah.
0: He, he literally called me crying and said, I just can't do it anymore. <laughs> um,
5: interesting. Yeah. Interesting.
2: Any, any party yeah. shots, I guess we should ask before we sign out from Audra or Ethan?
3: Any what? Any party, party shots? shots? Any
2: al- 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 alibis? Any saved rounds?
3: Oh, um, <laughs> I don't. I don't think so. <laughs> i have i have my answer i i'm i'm for sure down to play um, i'll play whatever if y'all want me to <laughs> refer refer to my point i made 20 minutes ago ethan thank you
2: <laughs> you're the best better stock
4: up on some bennies
2: uh, and if audra has the say in what gets played i don't think you guys are playing 5e so <laughs> okay <No.
5: laughs>
0: i knew you're my favorite
1: yeah. anyway sorry <laughs> i want to play 5e guys
4: oh, <laughs> i'll fix him before you talk
0: <laughs> thank you I, I was just like oh i gotta you mute him but word fix. Fix. that's
1: what i want to know what sense of the word fix
5: <laughs> i can't hear anything i don't speak Spanish. <laughs>
0: But anyways, folks, uh, thank you so much for tuning in. And I hope you enjoyed the episode. I had a lot of fun. And I think everyone in the room did have more fun than 5e. Um, <laughs> if you like this episode, you can join us. You can uh, email me at rpsmartpeople at gmail.com. Or you can join us on our Discord to talk shit about random systems. And maybe talk about something that you like, too. Who knows? You um, to talk
5: shit about savage
2: worlds. I fucking dare you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> tried
0: to get me to mute finder for saying that they, it has its issues last episode i was going to mute him for the 5e comment on this one but then yeah. i remembered audress on her side yes. um <laughs> if you did not like this episode though uh you can send me a tweet on twitter at Smart people um you know because that's where all the hate belongs and i hope you guys have a good week and we'll see you next time Bye bye